Hello and welcome to the season three finale of Improv Treehouse. This week we're speaking to Jason Perez all about the second ever Edinburgh International Improv Festival, which is happening at the end of February 2020. Um, at the time this episode airs, five workshops have already sold out, but there are five other courses available, which include teachers like Showstopper and Bill Merritt. Make sure you follow the festival at Ed Improv Fest and see their website at edimprovfest.com. Thanks and enjoy the episode. Jason Perez, um, are you the artistic director of the Edinburgh International Fringe Fest- Edinburgh International Improv Festival? Uh, yes, I am. Emily Brady, creator, founder, and artistic director of Improv Treehouse podcast. All right, all right. <laughs> I feel because we had a, an episode probably about a year ago now where you you gave me the rundown on all the the festival stuff. Yes. And I had all the information in front of me because I was like, oh, I, and this time I was like, I'll know it because I was there last year and I, I slipped up on the title. <laughs> it's all right. You're all good. Uh, in, in the end, the my title is uh, Chief of Nothing, uh, Bullshitter of All. Um, now, nah, yeah, so Artistic Director of the Edinburgh International Improv Festival. And yeah, getting getting excited for year two. Yeah, I mean, so last time I spoke to you, it was in the run-up to the festival. Um, So it never happened before. It was the first year. Um, And I went, and it was great. Um, At least from where I was standing as, like, participant, workshop-goer, not having to organise anything person. Thank you so much. That makes me happy to hear. (laughs) Um, So how was last year's festival from, like, your perspective, from a running things behind the scene perspective? Honestly, last year's festival was was perfect. Like, it wasn't perfect, but from a... From a first-year viewpoint, it was quintessentially perfect. Uh, Every... Every single... Every single goal we set out for ourselves, uh, we ended up exceeding. Um, so yeah, every everything that people were like, oh, you won't be able to do this, this won't be possible first year, uh, ended up being possible. And uh, so on those ends, it was, it was a tremendous success. Um, uh, we had so many amazing performances, uh, as you said, so many amazing workshops. Um, and just uh, the audience feedback was amazing. Uh, the improviser feedback was amazing. The headliner feedback was amazing. Um, so yeah, all in all, it was it was a festival. Yeah, that I was just I was excited and proud to do. Um, it, it was funny. Some <laughs> so some of the people that were a part of the festival last year uh, were like, ah. To be honest, we thought this was going to be garbage. Like, we did like, there, there, I had a couple people come up to me afterwards and be like, Jason, uh, we want to apologize uh, because we did not believe in you. And uh, so, yeah, it was nice to prove them wrong. Yeah. What, um, what were some of the, the goals that you went into with? Um, well, one of the goals was to put it on. <laughs> 
Uh, and that happened. Uh, other goals that we had going into it was um, to not end up in debt uh, with the festival. Um, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't make any crazy profit, but we we just broke even, um, which as a first year festival is uh, I was told by many is near impossible. Um, so the fact that that we were able to pull something like that is uh, yeah that's that was a really big deal for us. Um, the fact that every show went off without a hitch. Uh, there was just one workshop that had a stumbling block because uh, because the venue was originally scheduled in decided to be like ah oh, we we booked something in here without letting you know. Oh, I was in um, that workshop. What did you say? I was the workshop I was in. <laughs> uh, that was the, uh, the that was the female non-binary one, right? Yeah, the Colleen Doyle one, I think. Yeah, but it was handled uh, yeah. really well because we just went back to the storytelling center, and they were like, "Yes, of course you can use one of our rooms." So honestly, can I can I just say, uh, Sky Storytelling Center is uh, was the was the lifeblood of that festival last year. If it wasn't for Sky Storytelling Center. Um, we that festival would have would have fallen on its ass and never been able to do anything again. Um, so they were yeah, literally just doing things like that. Their staff was so accommodating to us. Um, I could not have been luckier with a better venue. So yeah, yeah. They it was and it was such a. I mean, because I've been to the Fringe loads of times and I'd never actually been in there. And I was like, where were the, where was this massive theater space hiding? Like it's. <laughs> I know. I I honestly think it's one of the best kept secrets of Edinburgh because it's not owned by any of the four major French players, and they just they just quietly do their own programming. A lot of people don't realize it's anything. It's and then like yeah, they just think it's that upstairs area where you have like that open space, but then you actually go into that Netherbow theater, and it is a beautiful theater. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so obviously last year was incredible and it was great. Um, was there anything you learned from last year that you're going to do differently this year? Um, to, to be quite honest, most of this year is going to be, most of this year is going to be the same as last year. Um, the, we're, we're actually pretty darn happy with a lot of the decisions we made for last year. Um, honestly, the only changes that we made was just moving up our timetable. Uh, so having applications, acceptances, and just getting tickets on sale and things like that announced earlier than we did last year was a, so it's more of like that backend stuff, uh, things that you guys really aren't experiencing at all, but just things to hopefully get more, more push, more audience involvement things things from that perspective um uh but then also uh we're just taking uh we're taking a couple more risks just in uh a couple of the workshops that we're doing and also a couple of the shows that we're doing just doing things that technically are going to be a little bit more uh a little bit more involving um, but also at the same time, uh, as I was saying to you, uh, before we started recording, uh, my executive producers, uh, about to give birth any moment now. 
And uh, and speaking of which, if you're listening to this right now um, and you want to, uh, message in and you can name the baby. It doesn't uh, matter. It doesn't matter what you want to name it. Uh, whatever, whatever your listeners decide. Sure. Is it my baby? Absolutely not, Emily. But I am giving your listeners the chance right now to message in. And pick the name of this baby. Do you want it to be named Baby McBaby Face? Sure. Let's do it. She won't care. Um, Have you run so... this past your executive producer? What did you say? Have you run this past your executive producer? <laughs> I don't need to run things past my executive producer, Emily. Don't you know how things work? Um, I make horrible decisions, and then she has to try to save my ass. Um <laughs> No, so, uh, but because she's, because she's giving birth literally any second now, um, we also, do, she's not going to be around during the festival. So we don't want to change too much because it's going to already be quite a bit of a handful, just not actually having her there, uh, on, with hands on deck and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, and yeah. if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, and my, like my other thing is like I kind of have some big plans for the following year, um, or at least for the next couple of years, and I wanted to make sure that the first year wasn't a fluke. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure, like, if you start making grand changes after one year, then you don't know if your first year was actually working or not, or if it just happened to be a one-off. So I wanted to see if we could truly see if that was the thing that worked. And then after two years and being able to look at sort of very similar models, yeah, there's going to be some tweaks, as I said earlier, but um, looking at, okay, now with two years of data, now we can really start to analyze this and start picking from that and keeping that moving away from this. So yeah, we'll see how that works. Yeah. So, um, so tell us about this year. I remember last year when I interviewed you I said what are you particularly looking forward to and you went fuck you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I remember that I I remember that moment Uh, so so what are you particularly looking forward to this year uh, you know what Emily you could go fuck yourself um uh now uh honestly once again it's uh it's that question I hate because it's everything um once again uh we are so excited and so lucky to be putting together a program that is just fun and going to hopefully capture audiences and bring people in. Um, and that starts and that starts off with our gala night. Uh, we're starting as you know last year with our gala night, we had a band of men come in and perform. Um, and we decided we want to stick with the musical improv side of things, but we wanted to step it up a couple of notches higher. Uh, so we got the best musical improv group in Showstoppers, uh, coming through for the gala night. Um, and may I say as well, uh, it's the cast that they're bringing with them is literally my favorite cast of Showstoppers as well. Um, so it's literally all originals and... It's literally some of the most talented in, like individuals I've ever seen perform in my life. So super excited about that. And uh, we have Stu and Gary who are like, 
uh, sort of legends in the Edinburgh improv scene uh, and been around for a very long time and have taught a lot of the people that have gone on to do like uh, uh, improvise or spontaneous potter and like stuff like that, which are now really big shows uh, from Edinburgh. And so, yeah, having them open for Showstoppers, super excited for that. Um, and of course, we also have Showstoppers teaching a workshop. Uh, which is going to be exciting. It will be the first ever musical uh, musical uh, improv workshop in, of the Edinburgh International Improv Festival. So that's that'll be good, and that'll be uh, that'll be quite titillating, I believe uh, some might say. Um, and then also we have our other headliners, which I am I am the luckiest human being in the world uh, to have gathered this Avengers in-game cast of uh, improvisers together. Um, so if for those of you who are listening who don't already know, uh, we have four main headliners this year. Uh, starting off with uh, uh, two guys who uh, might be known in the improv community for an amazing book that they recently just wrote called uh, Pirate Robot Ninja, um, an improvised fable. Um, and then another, the, uh, and then, uh, one of those members also wrote how to be the greatest improviser in the world, which is honestly one of my favorite, uh, books as well, uh, for improvising. But we have Will Hines and Billy Merritt, uh, coming in, uh, both, yeah, so snap those fingers, uh, do that step. Uh, you could do it all by yourself. I was, um, I was snapping my fingers, which I realized uh, doesn't translate to a podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what was happening. Uh, I, I was really hoping that you were saying that my uh, T-Pain reference uh, doesn't translate to a podcast. And I was like, well, you're right about that as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Will Hines is, I would say right now, uh, one of the greatest minds uh, of current improv. Um, his writing is uh, kind of leading the way forward how people are teaching and how people are learning and how people are viewing improv and Billy Merritt is also a legend who's just one of these brilliant minds and uh thank god he finally wrote a book um because he's like you uh, I, I always love this idea of like you you find someone who's amazing and then you figure out who taught that person and then you figure out who taught that person and like I love Will Hines but like Billy Merritt taught Will Hines like <laughs> like there's uh Billy Merritt is so damn smart and he's also one of the most lovable human beings in the world um if it wasn't for Billy Merritt uh chairs would not be in existence. Uh, he is the only person... <laughs> I, I say that as a mean joke. Um, uh, he is the only person who can somehow sit uh, through an entire set. And I don't know how he does it, but he sits the entire time. Um, uh, but yeah, so we have those two, which I'm absolutely excited for. And then I have my other duo, which um, is just... Uh, to me, is one of the most exciting gets I could have had. Uh, which is uh, Becky Drisdell, uh, which is Heather Ann Campbell and Becky Drisdell, which are the longest ever uh, winning improv cage match team in UCB history. Um, they ran for 70, 76, 77 weeks. 
Um, and the record before that was a different Heather Ann Campbell duo team, which ran for 50-something weeks. So the fact is, like, Heather Ann Campbell is an over, had an over-two-year run with two teams back-to-back. Um, so she already is just one one of the best improvisers in the world. Um, she also used to write for SNL and uh, has been writing for the recent um, renewal of the Twilight Zone. Uh, wow. So that's... Yeah, so that's uh, that's been super exciting. She's super talented and she also has her own podcast uh, through the Earwolf Network, which is a major uh, comedy podcast network. Um, but then also... We got uh, Becky Drisdale, uh, which is super fucking exciting because Becky is a legend in pretty much all forms of improv. Uh, been doing it forever. Was a part of a Second City uh, ECT company. She uh, she was a part of Boom Chicago, uh, where and uh, she uh, was a part of Baby Wants Candy as well. If we're talking about legendary musical improv teams. Um, and then teaches for UCB and has been a huge, huge part of just like the improv community in the States. Um, but also she was uh, and uh, she was the writing partner of Jordan Peele for a very long time and wrote for Kean Peele uh, for forever. Um, so I'm really excited to not only have some amazing improvisers come through as headliners this year, but to also have some amazing writers coming over as well. Um, so yeah, this is this is gonna be an exciting year, Emily. I don't know if you've heard, but the news is in. Exciting year. <laughs> so, oh yeah. my god, yeah. I've um, I'm already. I I was one of those annoying people. As soon as the workshops went on sale, I was like, no, exactly. Which ones I'm getting booked on? Yep, yeah, done. Great, brilliant. Um, and yeah, like all the, um, the, cause you're following the same like show structure before, right? Are you, you're pairing up like low Edinburgh, or oh, sorry, Scottish acts with other acts. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, first half is still going to be Scottish acts. Second half is going to still be, um, is still going to be, uh, uh, traveling in acts and, uh, except for, I think there's like only two slots where that's not the case. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's how we're doing it. And yeah, we got, we got some, we got some fun shit coming through, Ems. Uh, like, I don't know, I don't know if you know this. Um, so yeah, we, uh, we got, we got some great teams. Um, and we have like some cool different formats, uh, happening as well. Um, with, uh, with teams from, uh, Edinburgh, teams from Glasgow. Uh, we have teams, uh, once again, uh, we have a team coming down all the way from Shetland, which is, which is, I'm always super excited about them coming down. Um, so they're, they're fucking incredible. Um, and, but yeah, we have teams from Copenhagen, uh, coming home, coming over. Uh, we have a Bristol's Jazz Police, uh, which I'm, which I'm super excited about because they've been doing some, uh, super hot shit, uh, on the improv scene as of late. Um, and then also like we got like this team called Murder Murder, which is like a improvised murder mystery, like mono scene sort of thing that was actually, uh, directed by Billy Merritt. So they're really excited to be coming out here and performing, especially since Billy is headlining the festival. Uh, 
Yeah, we got some uh, improvised police drama in The Old Bill. And then also possibly one of my favorite uh, London improv teams uh, that currently exists in the committee um, is coming out and performing. And, like, got teams from Portland? Portland! Did you even know that was a city, Emily? I did not. I, well, I did. Uh, but I did. Okay, I was about to say, you should probably know that that's a city, Emily. That's uh, that's bad form on your part. My but, degree uh... is in American studies. I shamed <laughs> my kin. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Also, congratulations on the publication. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then also, did you know that improv with robots was a thing, Emily? What, because... Jason? Yeah, yeah, we there. We got a group coming in that's doing some improv with robots. Uh, so it's it's as I said, it is going to be it is going to be such an exciting year. Uh, we got a diverse cast coming through, um, and also uh, can I just say, I know you were a part of last year's ensemble team. I was, um, and uh, I hear that there might be a reunion taking place of last year's ensemble team. Um, but may I say, uh, this year's ensemble team might wipe the floor with you guys. I'm just saying, we got we got some good people coming through. I know what you thought, Emily, that you were the greatest of all time, and I don't blame you for thinking that. But we got we got some got some pretty tough cookies with a long history of breaking little hearts, you know. So I'm excited about this team. Yeah, I think, so, I'm really excited because um, last year when I was in the International Ensemble, we had such an amazing time. <coughs> we were like, uh, most of us were like, should we just go back and do it again? But like, as a team. Um, so, yeah, we're performing as the special relationship because we're all British and American. Um, and we're on a doubled bill with the International Ensemble, the new one, which means it's going to be so convenient for us to fight at the end. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, that's going to be, um, yeah, that's going to be, I'm, I'm so excited about this. Because, yeah, so it's going to be you guys opening and then them closing your set. And then, yeah, at the end I'm going to come out and I'm going to hand everyone knives. And then uh, I'm going to turn off the lights and say, ah, whoever wins, wins. And uh, that'll, that'll determine what next year's returning team is. And so we'll just we'll continue this tradition every year. Um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited. But also, can I say, one of the things I'm also excited about that we're doing a little bit differently this year um, is one of the, one of the show-slash-workshops that we're doing, which is going to... Last year, everything just focused on improv. And once again, as the Edinburgh International Improv Festival, improv is going to be one of the main things. Uh, but one of the things that we are doing this year is we are having a in-conversation with uh, sort of workshop with Heather Ann Campbell and Becky Drisdale focusing on how to write for sketch comedy and just television in general, um, in which uh, we will be showing clips of certain uh, sketches that they've written, whether it be for SNL or uh, or Key and Peele, and having them break down that sketch and and talk talk us through the process of writing something like that. What, how do they view sketches when they're writing? Do they both of them being from? Uh, multiple backgrounds of both Second City and UCB. Do they use more of the Second City reimprovisation style of writing? Do they do they just write based off of gameplay, or 
How is it that they do things and really going in on that? So that way, hopefully, and I'm guessing there is because this just tends to be the case is a lot of people that do improv comedy also enjoy and or want to write sketch or want to write uh, comedically for television or film. And so this is going to be a great opportunity to actually be able to hear from the mouth of the actual writers of some of the sketches that you absolutely love. Hey, this is how we did this. Um, so yeah, I'm really, I'm in, there'll be a Q and A at the end of that as well. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited for that. Are you going to get to perform at all this year? Yeah, so I'm going to do the same thing that I did last year, which is uh, I'm going to be hosting uh, throughout, and then I'll get to perform in the final All-Star Armando show. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, so that'll, that'll, be, that'll be my thing. Um, and that was one of the things, and, I, and it, was, it was suggested to me by Jonathan Pitts uh, a long time ago uh, when I first... Um, when I first started putting together this uh, festival, he was like, look, you're going to want to perform in everything because honestly you can like there, you, there's so many teams that are in the festival that you perform on. And then there'll be a lot of teams. that will be like, ah, oh, just come guest with us. Like, uh, it'll be fun and you'll want to, but whatever you do, you can't, uh, you need to make sure that either you don't perform at all during the festival, or if you do, you don't perform until the very last show. Um, because you need to make sure that you take care of every other group because the last thing a group wants to see is something go wrong with their set yet you're performing and all these other things and having fun and stuff like that and not actually worrying about them and why their thing didn't work um so yeah that's that's just kind of my ethos with it is yeah uh for me it's about making sure everyone else has the greatest time ever and then in the last show i get to kick uh, kick uh, my shoes off and uh, have some fun so yeah last year i had to um leave straight after oh don't worry emily this brain doesn't forget <laughs> but this year i'm staying until monday morning so i can go to all the shows and i know last year there was a kaylee is that happening oh well, funny you should ask emily uh there is gonna be a kaylee again <laughs> Again this year, uh, so yeah, I'm so we're super excited to bring back uh, the Kaylee aspect um, because yeah, it, it ended up being a huge hit last year of doing like Whip the Willow and like uh, things like that and dancing around with like Colleen and Jason and like and having all of our headliners there and just yeah. We had, we had such a great time, such a great Kaylee band, and there was free beer going around, and you can't ever complain about free beer going around. So, uh, so yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a good time. I'm I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it uh, to say the least. But yeah, also uh, may I say while I'm on this podcast uh, that the International Ensemble Team is brought to you by Improv Utopia. Check them out. They do cool things. You can meet new improvisers all over, like the West Coast of America, the East Coast of America, Ireland. Improv Utopia. <laughs> Improv Utopia. Improv for you. Topia. You can have that one for free, guys. <laughs> well, I can't wait. Um, oh, and thank you so much for taking your time out of your hectic schedule to give us the scoop. Yeah. Also, can I, can I just say because I know um, I know at the end of at the end of at the end of uh, the first ever episode that you and I did, 
uh, you asked me a question. And that question was, uh, do you already have plans for who you who you want as like your dream who would be your like dream teachers okay um and i just want to give an update right now okay i just want to give an update that uh and this is going to force people to have to go back and listen to old episodes but the update is is that the group that i gave Mm-hmm. the likelihood is becoming very high that it is going to be a possibility, not for this year, but for the following year. Fuck. So, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, people are going to have to go back, do some snooping, see see who we were talking about. No, oh my, well, that's my third year in Edinburgh, that sorted. Oh, so, Jason, if, God damn it. So, if, if because uh, emails have been going back and forth, People talking. Well, we'll see what happens. But I got, I got some, I got some exciting things lined up. Um, but Emily, pleasure as always. Yes, thank you, Jason. Thank you so much for taking your time when your business partner is going into labor as we speak. With well, to be fair, uh, I, as as we know, this is the most gracious thing I could have done because it is me who is having to do all the work. Of pushing out that baby. Of, <laughs> of she just sits there being pregnant. And let's be honest, it's me as artistic director who is having to push, who's having to make all the things happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I hope that the new baby, which I'm going to suggest should be named Improv Treehouse. Okay, I'm not, not going to lie, as of right now, that's front runner. Um, please, rest of people who listen, post on, post below this episode on like Facebook, wherever you listen to it and tell us what you want to name this baby and, uh, we'll let you know which one wins. So, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Jason. Emily, thank you so much. Love you as always. And I'm so excited to see you soon. All right. Bye. Bye.